Hey there, live streamers. Tonight's episode is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. It's a late night restream, live, whatever these are called. It's a live stream. You know it's live because I just stumbled over right there, and that's not going to stop me. You know why it's not going to stop me? Because it's World Series time, and this is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Daily MLB Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all the Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. I put my lower third up early today. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a podcaster for baseball for the last 10 seasons and this is my fourth year fourth season with the lockdown podcast network where it is your team every day follow us at lockdown mlb pods on twitter and on instagram wherever you get your podcast or you can follow me <clears throat> sorry on twitter at sully baseball sully baseball podcast on instagram a little bit of a cough right there i don't know what's happened i'm, I'm i am coming down from a uh, allergy attack that I had earlier this week. But hey, um, well, let's just talk about the things that we know. Framber Valdez gave the Astros exactly what they needed, which was a quality start, a quality victory. He looked tremendous, and the Astros jumped all over um, the Philadelphia Phillies right from the start. And uh, Zach Wheeler, I think the first two pitches he threw were for extra base hits. And before you knew it, uh, Houston had a nothing lead. And uh, Bregman's two-run home run in the fifth made it 5 nothing. Hey, uh, James Cook writes in, say, Framber was lights out. By the way, if you have anything you want to uh, talk to me about, put it in the chat room if you're watching me live. Uh, you know, the Astros did what they needed to do. And... Again, they didn't get a run after the fifth inning, so the Philadelphia bullpen shut it down. And, of course, there was the incredible at-bat by Kyle Schwarber, where, you know, in the end, it amounted to nothing, but he hit that, it just that tomahawk swing. Am I still allowed to say tomahawk swing? It looks like a tomahawk swing. If, uh, if I was wrong for saying that, know that I have the uh, wherewithal to ask that, hooked foul and those four dudes along the right field stands correctly were waving it now they're uh television stars and the very next pitch he hits right to the edge of the wall it was only you know, it was tucker caught it right at the wall uh if that had cleared the wall it would have made the game 5-3 in the eighth uh, as it was there was some weird weird sloppy defense by the houston astros the strangest was that play where Pena thought he was going to flip to Altuve, and Altuve thought Pena was going to throw to first, and Pena flipped it to nobody. And you saw even Altuve ducking because he thought the ball was going to go to first, and it allowed the runner to go to all the way around to um, third. 
in the end, it didn't matter. There was also a two-out top of the ninth error by Yuri Gurriel, which extended the game by one batter. Alas, for Philadelphia fans, it was for naught. So the Houston Astros avoided a sweep. Okay, maybe that's a little bit of a hyperbole. But if you read some of the comments that have been going on, you know, that I certainly got in the uh, uh, my Twitter feed, uh, there was a lot of people who were um, who were writing to me as if I was, uh, you know, as if this was going to be a fate accompli for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Cheryl Cosmo, who's a devoted follower and listener of mine, uh, said that the Astros look stunned and the Phillies don't quit and they're not intimidated. Uh, I pointed out to Cheryl. Cheryl's a a, a, a um, and, and contributor. Um, lest, lest we forget, if Castellanos doesn't make that catch last night, the Astros win this game. And if that happened, the story would not be about the Phillies aren't intimidated and the Astros look ton- stunned. It would have been the Astros got off to a strong start, got punched in the face, recovered, dusted themselves off, and here we go. Uh, I predicted when I was talking with uh, my sometimes partner, Miller Thomas, my pick, I picked the Astros to win the World Series in five. Now, the reason I picked the win them in five didn't turn out to be the correct reason. I thought because they were throwing Nola and Wheeler, I thought one of those pitchers was going to match up with either Verlander or Valdez, and the Phillies were going to steal a win. I, I was right that uh, Verlander and Nola matched. What I couldn't predict was they both matched at being awful. And it turned into a battle of the bullpens. And I would never have guessed in a million years that the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen would be the most dominant one. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, Kyle Garner is uh, someone who is, uh, uh, let's just call him a, a frequent contributor to the, uh, uh, to the what is it, the, the YouTube page here. Jumps on board here. Hope you get. Hope you feel better. I will feel, Kyle. I will feel better. I'm going to get better right now. I'm going to address a couple. I'm not going to address what you and I have been uh, chatting about. Uh, I am going to say one or two things that may not make Houston Astros fans happy. But keep in mind, I want everyone to keep in mind at all times. I and again, I'm I'm going to be uh, objective in terms of praising people when they're deserving to be praised and not praising people, you know, when they do, when they do the wrong thing. Um, I am rooting for the Astros to win this world series. I know I'm probably the only person who is not a lifelong Astros fan, not living in Houston, who is indeed rooting for the Houston Astros. Actually, that's not true. I know my mom is as well for this, for the very reason of Dusty Baker. I mean, I have, I mean, I want to see Dusty Baker win the World Series as a manager. I want to see him win the World Series as a manager with the Nationals. I want to see him win the World Series with the manager of the Giants, the Cubs, you know, the Astros, the Reds, all those teams he managed. I wanted to see him win there, and I still, I, I rooted for him last year. So, I'm going to say a few things in segment two that may 
tick off some Houston fans because, well, some of them are pretty easy to tick off, but I'm, I have to address something. I have to address something. But what I will say right now is the Astros did exactly what they were supposed to do. And by that, I mean they got the win. They faced off against the two best uh, pitchers that the Philadelphia Phillies had and actually smacked them both around. Castellanos doesn't make that catch. This is a 2 nothing series, and we're still talking about perfect Houston uh, postseason. As it turned out, Philadelphia snuck in that one victory. But now we're going to be going to World Series Game 3. That's what we played on Halloween. Halloween in Philadelphia. Now, a lot of teams have underestimated the Phillies, the last team to clinch a playoff spot. McCullers will be going for Houston. Syndergaard will be going for Philadelphia. That would be a great, great pitching matchup for Philadelphia if we bought a time machine sending us back to 2016. The game four, Suarez is going to be starting for Philadelphia. Um, look at this is nothing against Syndergaard, nothing against Suarez. But the fact of the matter is, Houston is going to have the better pitching matchup in the next bunch of games. And, I, you know, look it. We all thought Atlanta was going to beat Philadelphia. Hell, we thought St. Louis was going to beat Philadelphia. So, I mean, it's tough to say that this has been predictable in this postseason. And really, all the Phillies have to do is win one game in Philadelphia to know that this would be, you know, at the very least a, a you know, a six-game series. But this, I know that you have to feel like that you are going to try to win one game on the road and the second game is house money. That really isn't the case for Philadelphia. Their best case for winning this series was to take the 2-0 lead, was to have Wheeler pitch a really good, come out, come out hand the ball to Wheeler, have him pitch a really good game and have the Phillies sneak the two uh, victories knowing that a worst-case scenario is there'll still be a game six to play. So this was a huge win for the Houston Astros, and I don't want to downplay it. Yes, Philadelphia has a home field advantage. I think the Astros will snatch that back in a heartbeat. The Astros are hitting when they need to hit. They're pitching when they need to pitch. And the one thing that happened was Verlander allowed them to have that rally. It's funny that the two games that have been the worst showing for the Astros in this postseason have been Verlander starts. Game one of the division series where they were rescued by a Jordan Alvarez walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. Well, they were put in that hole because Verlander got bombed. And the Astros handed him a five-run lead, and all of a sudden, they couldn't hold on to it. I heard a couple of people point out the fact that the last time a team blew a five-bagel lead in a World Series game was the game against the Angels and the Giants, game six of the 2002 World Series. And more than one person pointed out that Dusty Baker was the manager of both teams, implying that his bungling managing was the reason for both of those comebacks. I will say, Dusty mismanaged game six of the Angels. I think it drove my father to the grave. Granted, he died 19 years after the game happened, but I think it was a slow death. My father constantly, 
complained about how Dusty took out Russ Ortiz too fast in that game. It Even after the Giants won three World Series, and my father was the biggest Giants fan you'll ever meet, they won three World Series, and he still was complaining about that. I think the reason is, is because my father's second favorite player of all time was Barry Bonds. Willie Mays was his favorite. Barry Bonds was his second favorite, and that was the only chance we ever had to see Barry Bonds win a World Series. I digress. My mom texted me. Mom, I know you're listening to me. My mom texted me and said, Dust, that, you know, my dad is saying from the grave, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. But quite frankly, what did Dusty do in game one that was wrong? He let Verlander pitch. Verlander's his Cy Young winning ace. And he got bombed in the early innings. What are you supposed to expecting Justin Verlander to let up five runs before the fifth? So the fact of the matter is, I, and, and every button he pressed was the right one. He brought in the right relievers. They didn't let up a run until they brought in, um, it was, uh, uh, who was it? It was Garcia, right? And they brought in Garcia, who pitched brilliantly in the series against Seattle. So, I mean, I don't know what he did wrong. I mean, one of the biggest surefire bets you can make is knowing that handing this year's Justin Verlander a lead like that is, that's a safe lead. You put your money on that every time. And if you're going to make any bets, go to Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right. I got to be honest with you. I'm a little afraid. There goes the bet online graphic. I'm a little afraid I'm going to anger some of my Houston fans here. Again, I'll have to preface. I'm rooting for them. I don't think there's any asterisks you can put next to this. But the fact of the matter is, people will not let go of what happened in 2017 because, well, frankly, they cheated. Everyone knows they cheated. And they got away with it. There was no repercussions for it. None. They weren't punished in the slightest. Or they got the tiniest tap on the wrist. And the lesson was, if you can cheat, get away with it. By the way, and I'll be the first to point this out, so did the 2018 Red Sox. Okay? Why they don't get the same grief, I don't quite know. I think the main reason is, is that was a World Series. It was a little bit of a blowout. And the one that the Astros won was razor thin. That's, I think, the reason why. And the fact they got away with it. And as I said... It was a silly scandal. It didn't involve drugs. It didn't involve abuse. It involved banging a trash can. It's why people don't let go of the Patriots scandals because it involved video cameras and deflating a football. Those are fun. Those are fun scandals to have. Now, I've said, I've had the the host of Locked on Astros here, both of them, Eric and H-Town, been on here, and I said there's no way anyone could take anything away from this team. They've been heavily scrutinized. But you're seeing Twitter 
bounce around. Maldonado used an illegal bat. You saw, was it Diaz trying to lean into that pitch to get hit in the bottom of the 10th inning? And now people are looking at, was Framer Valdez wiping his hands? Did he have a substance on his hand or anything like that? I don't know. Maybe they did. Probably not. The illegal bat by Maldonado, who cares? You know, he leaned into the pitch. Well, he got, he didn't move on. He made the out anyway. But I know there are Astro fans. I've seen them out there trying to rebut those cheating accusations. And I say, just if you're an Astros fan, enjoy this. Enjoy this World Series. Enjoy back-to-back pennants and everything like that. But you cannot scream at the tides. This is the price. People are going to try to find reasons to call this team cheating. And if they do anything in the slightest, it'll be magnified. Because they got away with it before. If you get involved with Charlie Sheen and he comes home late with lipstick on his collar and he looks a little drunk, Charlie Sheen can't complain like, oh, why are you accusing me of of doing this? Because you have a history of it. You know, a team had a history of it. And people are going to look for that. And that's one of the reasons why they are, when you look at like polls of like, Who's rooting for the Phillies? Who's rooting for the Astros? It's like 90% Phillies. You have an incredible, credible feel-good story. And as my buddy Jeff Cohen just wrote, Dusty has too much credibility to have his team cheating. I agree. I agree. But the fact of the matter is, that won't matter. People will still do it. People will still accuse Red Sox fans and Yankee fans for buying titles. People will still accuse Dodger fans of showing up late and leaving early. People will still accuse Tampa Bay Ray fans for not showing up at all. You can't fight the image that people have of you. And so I would just urge, because I've, I've got into this conversation with H-Town many, many times about the Astros, that don't scream at the tides. It's there. Enjoy the villain role. Enjoy being the heel. Because that's how, I mean, you may you may see this as being a feel-good story, and I actually agree that it is. I think Dusty, potentially winning a World Series championship as a manager at this point in his career, is the stuff from a Disney film. It's fabulous. And if baseball had any capability of promoting their sport, promoting their game, this would be one of the great feel-good stories. Of course they don't. The only thing they know how to do is deal with with curses like the Red Sox and the Cubs, although they didn't know what the hell to do with the White Sox, and to deal with the Yankees and big market teams. They have no clue what to do with anybody else, and it stinks because there's great stories with this Houston team. There's great stories with this Phillies team. There's great stories if it was the Padres. There's great stories if it was the Yankees. There's great story if it was any of the teams that are currently playing. And yet the only thing they know how to do is Yankees, Red Sox, and Dodgers, and that's it. Why isn't the story of Dusty Baker potentially winning a World Series 
the sort of thing that people are hanging on to. It's, it's the human drama thing. It brings me back to the Olympics. People follow the Olympics. Why? Why do people get into the Olympics? Do they get into the Olympics because they really love curling? Because they really love the 50-yard dash? Or could it possibly be that we get into the stories behind the events, behind the athletes, behind the coaches and everything? Could that be it? Maybe. Maybe. If you see a sports movie, is a sports movie just the final game? No. It's the buildup and the characters leading up to the final game. What is the movie Rudy just about a kid coming in in special teams and making a tackle? It's a pretty dull movie. Rocky is about one boxing match. Is that really what it's about? Or is it about the buildup to it? Is this World Series... If we made a movie of this World Series, would it start with game one? No. It would start probably with with J.T. Snow picking up Darren Baker at home plate in the 2002 World Series. Dusty Baker, potentially being a World Series winning manager, should be just a storyline that we're all following. But it's not. Okay, then build up the heel storyline. Build up the Astros as the villain, because guess what? Like any James Bond film, you need someone to root against. You don't believe me? Look at how people love rooting against the Yankees and Red Sox over the years. They love doing that. They love rooting against Duke and basketball and the Lakers. And the, when when LeBron went to Miami and dragged, you know, was it? They, uh, oh, God. I used to know everyone. It was Bosch and... and Dwayne Wade. They became the villains of the NBA, except if you were in Miami. Having a good villain's important, but they're missing out on a great, great human interest story with Dusty. But the fact of the matter is, if you're an Astro fan and people start sniffing around to see if there's any cheating, you're going to have to just deal with it. In a way, that's the punishment for 2017. Does it stink? Is it fair? Of course it's not. But neither was banging on the trash can in 2017. It's a small price to pay. But the fact of the matter is we have ourselves a World Series here, and I truly can't feel any more excited. There's a bunch of new messages there. Uh, Kyle Garner, I hope, isn't mad at me. Uh, you know, look at the Kyle Garner and I got into a little bit of a row on online, but he's a good guy and he's a fan of the show. We aren't happy about the cheating. We know the Astros are great. Cheating or no cheating, that cheating or no cheating, that's, that's why we want to win this bad. <clears throat> I agree with you, Kyle. I want you to make a note. Note the diamond that we agree. This is one of the reasons why I think this is such a big potential series for Houston and their fans is to see if they if they win a championship that no one can argue against. And and I don't, I mean, unless they find out that Framber Valdez's hand was just covered in turpentine or something like that. Then I'm sorry, you got to be able to you got to be able to win this game. And so off we go. And for the first time since Game One of the 1980 National League Championship Series, the Astros and the Phillies played a game that was over in nine innings. The last four games of that LCS 
where extra inning games in game one of this World Series was an extra inning game. By the way, uh, I'm going to have Michael X. Ferraro, uh, friend of the podcast, friend of mine, former colleague. We used to be writer-producers for a, a show starring Dennis Miller that sadly didn't get didn't have a long life, but it was some of the most fun I've ever had working in my life writing for that television show. Uh, he is a, a accomplished author and TV writer. We worked together on that and rabid Philadelphia Phillies fan. And uh, we, when we worked together way back when on that TV show, we would read on baseballreference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth, the play-by-play of the National League Championship Series between the Astros and the Phillies in 1980. And we both quickly came to the conclusion that it has to be in the short list of greatest postseason series ever played. And by short list, I mean top three, maybe. I mean, I the greatest series I ever saw was the 1991 World Series between Minnesota and Atlanta. You can make a case for the uh, the Yankees Diamondbacks of 2001. You can make a case for the 75 World Series and the 72 World Series. Um, at least in my lifetime, I mean, the Astros and the Phillies in 1980 has to be in the top three. And guess what? Um most of those games are available on YouTube. And if you're unfamiliar with the games, watch them. Don't look up what the box scores were. You will be drawn into I knew who won each game, and I still was drawn into them when I watched the games, the replay of the games on YouTube. And we're fast approaching the off season. That cold sad place where there are no ball games to watch. We have a game on Halloween. We have a game on the 1st and we have a game on the 2nd of November. That's all we're guaranteed. It may go on to what the third and fourth, I believe are games six and seven, but I mean, we're not going beyond. Yeah. Let's just look that up here. I'm, I'm going to go to the site and yeah, we're not guaranteed. The, the furthest this can go is a week from today. And then we're going to face the offseason together. And so take a look at, you know, earmark some of those games because you're going to want to pull up a classic when you're sitting around and it's wintertime and you got to, God, I miss baseball. Then put on a game like that where you don't know the outcome and get drawn into it. Trust me. Someone asked me if you're going to watch old baseball games, where should you, where should you start? And I always say the 1980 National League Championship Series. It should be the gold standard, and it's right up there. But right now, all I can say is thanks for listening to this show because we're going to go on. We're going to put on new shows. I got a couple of uh, Miller and I are going to record something. I have a special guest coming on. I'm going to record tomorrow, though. I think we're going to drop on Halloween. Uh, and I just want to say thanks for everybody for making Lockdown and it'll be your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard, behind the scenes, with local experts and insight only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, 
or wherever you get your podcast. Talking about game two of the World Series and telling Astro fans, hey, they're going to be looking for stuff. You're just going to have to deal with it and enjoy it. Talk to Patriot fans and see how they pulled it off. They seem to be enjoying the post-Deflategate titles quite well. Thank you very much. This has been Locked On MLB for the 29th day of October 2022. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.